Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is probably the best definition of what love really is. And Joshua goes into explaining that more. And there's a lot of great questions about that. So I, I really think you'll enjoy this episode. Before we begin, we just released the new audiobook of A Perception of Reality, which is Joshua's first book, narrated by Jackie Seiden. And you can visit that at the website, which is theteachingsofjoshua.com. Click on the books and you'll see it right there. And I'll provide a link down below. Also, please remember to like and subscribe. We totally appreciate all your support. Share it with your friends and leave a review if you can. That would be so great. We really appreciate that as well. So without any further ado, let's get started. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, John. Hi, Hello. You must understand that in your vibration, is this quality that is attractive and that quality is love itself and that the universe is designed in love and source is love and this idea of love is what is attracting you or pulling you through every experience on your journey of self-discovery everything is a manifestation of love but how you choose to see it is based on your perspective and your perception of yourself and your perception of reality your mental construct you filter everything that is happening in your outside reality through that mental construct and you have feelings about it you might feel that something is good that's happening or something's bad happening and it's all juxtaposed from this reality that you're experiencing outside yourself through your mental construct to your perception of yourself within that reality and based in that mental construct you are perceiving it in a way that is either true or false but above all this is this idea that love is what's attracting you so if you come to understand that this force that's attracting you is pulling you because you have within yourself this vibration of love so there is the master vibration of love or the source vibration of love the true vibration of love and that is contained within you as well and so you're being moved through every experience to more and more greater and higher levels of love every experience that happens is preparing you for even more love and to understand what love is you have to understand what love is not and so in past lifetimes you've experienced all sorts of things and in this lifetime you're getting closer and closer to the understanding of who you truly are and that brings you to, to a higher vibrational level. That higher vibrational level, which of course is more aligned with love, allows you to see more of what's going on. And so in this time of awakening, you're exponentially moving towards more love by seeing yourself as love yourself. We talk a lot about your limiting beliefs and your empowering beliefs and the things you think are good about yourself and your talents and attributes and your emotional sensitivity. That's all there for one purpose and one purpose only, to serve you on your journey to discover that you are in fact love and to bring you to these higher levels of experience of love. You have a connotation about what love is and you might think of romantic love or how you love your children or how you love your friends or how you love your car and your house and your plants and your pets and all these things. Well, that feeling of love is the essence of love but is not quite true love because within your perception of love you have fear in there and doubt and worry and the fear of loss and rejection and failure and all these things so you aren't really experiencing what true love is at this stage in your journey of self-discovery 
But with each step forward on that journey, you will be able to feel it better and to know it more and to let go of attachments and limiting beliefs and old ideologies and even romantic concepts about what love is and actually feel that the entire reality, the entire universe, the entire system, the non-physical and the physical source itself, you yourself, are simply this perfect divine feeling of love. That feeling cannot really be described because each of you feels it in your own way. That idea of what love is cannot really be described because you all have your own perception and perspective on that. You've all gone through your own experiences. You've all have your own emotional sensitivity. When you feel great joy and satisfaction in something, that is love. When you realize that you cannot lose anything because you're eternally connected to it all and you're the creator of it all, that is love. When you are feeling joy, that's love. When you're feeling satisfaction, that's love. When you're feeling happy with how things are going, that's the feeling of love. In order to discover what more love is, you'll have to push past more fear, to have more expansive experiences, to gain more clarity, to have more confidence, to feel more like yourself. Because what you will discover when you find out who you truly are is that you are nothing more than love itself. In fear, you perceive yourself in a limited way. In fear, which does not inherently exist anywhere, it's always the manifestation of some judgment or some limiting belief that's come forward to be triggered. In that fear, you are perceiving the opposite of love, and that is very valuable and helpful. Because every time you feel that fear, you know what love is not. When you're able to push past some fear, when you're able to act in a new way, when you're able to reconcile the fear in your own mind, the fear that you might have had before, the fear that you thought something was wrong. Every time you reconcile that and behave in a different way or think differently about something, you are not only expressing love, you are learning more about love. The idea here is that in a human existence, you'll understand love to such a great degree because you'll have all these experiences that show you what love is and what love isn't, and this will expand your emotional ability to discern love. Also to discern fear, because in the absolute, there is nothing such as fear. Fear is just a perfect component of love. Fear is the complete lack of love, and love is the complete lack of fear, and there is everything in between, but the entirety of it is actually love. So every manifestation in physical reality is based in love. It's all derived from source. It's all divine. It's all something that those who need the experience can play with. You may not need that experience. You may not have to play with that in this lifetime. But how you choose to perceive it is up to you. And if you can choose to perceive everything from the higher perspective, if you can choose to perceive that that thing you thought was wrong is actually a manifestation of love available for whoever would like to play with that, experiment with that, and have some experience with it, if you can see it from that perspective, then you're really understanding the love aspect of everything. Most humans would say, oh, sure, this great thing that's happening to me, well, that's joy. That makes me feel joy, and that's an aspect of love. Or this person that I'm with, I love that person, and that is love. But also the fear of losing that person is love as well, because without that fear, you wouldn't really know what the love is. The fear, which is juxtaposed against that love, brings you to this higher awareness of what love is.
This is an eternal journey, so there's nowhere to get here. But if you can understand that everything you think is wrong or bad is love itself, is a divine creation based in love for the fundamental journey of whoever wants to play with that thing so that they can understand more about love themselves. Now, you must realize that you've lived lifetimes before, they've lived lifetimes before, you've had your experiences, they've had their experiences. How you are here or what you're here to do is to move closer and closer and closer to this idea of who you are as a divine being of love. They are too. They will have experiences that they need and you'll have experiences that you'll need. You'll never have an experience in this lifetime, never, ever, 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 that isn't based in this idea that you want to understand what love is more. And so you set up all these experiences for the purposes of understanding more about love. You set it up. Nothing can happen to you. It's not possible. Everything is happening for you for this understanding to occur within you, for this experience for you to have. Now, most humans will have all these experiences and they'll say, that was a good one, that was a bad one. I would like to avoid all the bad ones and only have the good ones. And then they return to the non-physical and they get the benefit of the experience they have in this lifetime. What would happen if you chose to see every experience as a manifestation of love for you, for your purpose of self-discovery and awareness that you are actually love? If you could look at all of that, then there'd be nothing nothing at all to fear. You would literally have no fear. You would just say, oh, I bumped into this person who happened to be ornery or scary or something was going on with them. And this was a manifestation of love on my journey of self-discovery. If you operate in the same old way in fear, well, you haven't really learned anything in this lifetime. But if you change the way you behave in response to something that would have caused you fear in the past, something you would have been afraid of, if you talk yourself through it, if you look at it from the higher perspective, if you realize this can only happen for my benefit, then there's nothing to fear. Without fear, it's so much easier to get in alignment. In alignment, it's so much easier to be neutral. It's so much easier to reach the zero choice point of connection to source. It's so much easier to receive inspiration than act on the inspiration. If you're always in fear, if you're always pushing things away, if you're always hiding out from what bad things might happen, if you're always being careful and playing it safe and staying in your comfort zone, you're not gonna act on the inspiration that will lead you towards expansive experiences. Now, all these experiences, all of them, every single experience that you've ever had in your life and will ever have, has been designed for you so that you can expand in joy. Everyone, there's never been one, there'll never be one that you can't expand in joy. All you have to do is look at it from that perspective that this event is coming to me to serve my journey of self-discovery. It's coming to me for a purpose. There's a reason for it. I don't have to run away from it. I don't have to push it away. I don't have to fight against anything. Let everyone else do that. I've done that enough times already. Let everyone else hide out and fight against and protest and all these things. Let everyone worry and complain. You don't have to do that anymore. And as soon as you stop doing that, as soon as you stop acting on urges to change the conditions, as soon as you stop thinking things are happening to you, as soon as you stop thinking that you have bad luck or, you, or these random things can happen to you, as soon as you start looking at yourself from the perspective that you're on this journey, that you're being guided in every step, and that every single thing that comes to you is for you, when you look at it from that perspective, you can gain the benefit of that experience.
You can gain the clarity that comes with that experience. You can gain all of these things and your journey of self-discovery will become exponential. You'll come to realize it because as you let go of the old behaviors and the old need to control things, your mental construct becomes clearer and clearer and clearer, and that allows it to become connected to source more easily and more often. This is what you intended. That vibration of love is pulling you through fear to love. If you fight that that movement, if you fight that journey, you're going to have a tough time of it. You're going to suffer. You're going to be discontent. You're going to be dissatisfied. You're going to try and effort and struggle to make things happen in order to create a reality that you think is good from the limited perspective of you as a human. But if you can leap in or have faith in the higher perspective that's always moving you towards everything you truly want, then you can be clear when something happens and you can look at it and say, this has to be for me. It's causing me a bit of fear. It's triggering a few limiting beliefs. There's something going on that I'm resisting it. I'm resisting it because of old programming. I'm resisting it because of old outdated limiting beliefs. They are not true. This has to be for me. I'm going to pay attention and look at it and to see if I can discover what there is in this event that's for me. Why is this happening right now? Why is this coming up in my life right now? What have I been resisting? What have I been resisting? How is this for my benefit to move forward on my journey of self-discovery? On that journey, we promise you, we promise you, resistance is the only thing that's causing any negative emotion. It's the only thing that's causing fear. Resistance to the change that will be happening for each and every one of you so that you can move exactly where you came to be. So you can ascend to higher levels of awareness, of self-discovery, of self-perception, so that you can be this example of alignment. Because there aren't a lot of examples out there, are there? There aren't a lot of examples of those people who are just going with the flow, letting everything happen, looking at everything from the higher perspective, not complaining and not doubting, being led by themselves, not by someone outside of themselves, standing firm in their own authority to make their own decisions for what's right for them. When others see the example of that, they can get out of that wheel of acting on urges and controlling conditions and wishing things were different and seeing themselves as a victim. But without that example, what do they have? They only have more and more and more exploration of the inauthentic version of them. When they can get out of that cycle and onto the cycle of satisfaction because they have an example to follow, guess who gets the most satisfaction out of that? You will. And that's why you're here. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything we'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? I have a question, Joshua. Yes, please. I was thinking of this the other day. Um, when you're in a moment uh, where you're present and you're not attached to thoughts, you're attempting to do this, um, how is it? How is this um, close or related to when you're choosing the zero choice point or neutrality in response to an event? Generally speaking, you will have to get present, clear, focused, and in full alignment before you can reach this point of neutrality, the zero choice point. It'll be a time between events, not during events. When you practice that and receive the very strong, very clear, very intense, uh, 
inspiration that comes in those points, you will not have a choice. You will just do what you're inspired to do. You won't doubt it because you've left your fear behind. You've left your attachment to your outcomes. You won't think too far ahead. You won't plan it all out. You'll just take the action very quickly. When you get a little bit more proficient at this, when you do it a little more often, when you are clearing up your mental constructs so there's not a lot of things distracting you, when you're not worried so much about negative emotion or trying to make things happen, this is when all of the inspiration will come. And if the inspiration doesn't come, there's nothing you need to do. Do whatever you want to do. Think about what's most interesting to you. When an event happens, though, whether it's a good event or a bad event, and that event causes you to feel some emotion, well, then you're not quite neutral. If it's an event that you think is bad, someone says something and it upsets you, someone cuts you off in traffic, whatever it is, you're not neutral. When it's a good event, let's say you win the lottery and you're excited, you're not neutral then. So in the events when you're not neutral, you're not really connected to that zero choice point. You're always connected to the inner guidance of your inner self and your guidance supporters, but there's something deeper here. You see, your inner self is guiding you through your life to flush out your limiting beliefs and to keep you on your inspired path that will eventually put you in a place of neutrality. Your inner self is bringing up subjects that will trigger limiting beliefs, manifestation events, so that you can see them and process them, and then move towards another level of expansion. Once you get to this level where your sea is now calm, where nothing much is happening, where you're not looking at things as if they're good or bad, you're letting them come and go, it's not making you feel anything. You're starting to choose how you feel. You're starting to say, I feel comfortable. I feel good. I feel content. I feel appreciative. I feel grateful. I'm not worried like I used to be. I'm not looking at the past and regretting it or resenting it. I am in this present moment and I'm in my room. I have my pet. I have my plants. I have my view of my yard. Everything in this moment is perfect. I am perfectly situated for where I should be. I'm not really attached to anything I think I need because I've actually come to this place where I realize I don't need anything. If someone asks me, what do you need? I say, I don't really need anything. What would you like for Christmas? I don't really need anything. I have everything I need. That's the point of neutrality. Neutrality is this calm, serene, aligned, vibrational place where nothing is pulling you either up or down. How long can you stay in that place? Maybe a minute, maybe a few seconds. Then the phone rings and then you think, oh, who's on the other side of that phone? What will they say? Is it, is it a, some, someone may have passed away or some good news is happening. When the phone rings and you don't care and you say, ah, oh, I'll answer that later. Or when someone knocks on the door and you don't need to answer it. When you get an email, you don't need to open it. When you have a text, you don't need to look at that. When you can just keep your phone down. When you're busy doing something you're enjoying doing. These are the points of clarity, confidence, calmness, ease, harmony that will bring forth the zero choice point. And in those moments, an idea hits, boom, and it's noticeable. The idea is noticeable. 
you receive the idea and you think, interesting, interesting, interesting. Now in the past, when you were inspired to do anything, you thought, oh, that's a great idea. That's gonna lead to this and that and the other thing. That's so exciting. And so you would act on a little bit of it, couple things, but you were planning the whole route out. And when something didn't go according to that plan, you gave up on that inspiration. This is another level completely. This is something that very few people have ever experienced where they have no attachments. Without attachments, without preferences, preferences cause attachments. Without worry or doubt or fear or limiting beliefs blocking all the inspiration, these calm moments come in. The thought comes in and then you give it a little time. It may sound crazy to you. I can't do that. I can't just pick up and leave or do this thing that might lead to this. These are all the things that are blocking most people from receiving inspiration. These limiting beliefs that say, I can't, I can't, I can't. You no longer say you can't, you just think about it. Okay, that's interesting. That's an idea there. That's coming to me a little bit differently than my other inspiration. Sure, I could see the good and sure I can see the bad, the potential for good, the potential for bad. But since I'm not so worried about that anymore, I can sit with this idea and play with it. I don't have to act right away. I can think about it. What is the thing that I could do right now? Well, that seems simple enough. I can do that one thing. What if that leads to something else? I don't need to worry about that anymore. That was the old me. That was the me that was bouncing around in the ocean, trying to get the highs and trying to avoid the lows. The highs and the lows and the highs and lows. When you're trying to get the highs, well, the higher the high you go, the lower the low you go and back and forth and back and forth. And you're in this tipsy turvy sea that gets a little seasick there. Now you can say, I'm neutral to this. I don't have to do this idea. I don't have to act on this inspiration. It is interesting. I don't know where it's going to lead, but what's the one thing I can do right now? That's the zero choice point, pure neutrality. As close to neutrality as you can get. And it's a practice. Practice, 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 practice. I'll try it this time. I'll try it this time. I'll try it this time. Okay, didn't work that time. All right, didn't feel like doing that time. Oh, some fear came up. Didn't want to do it that time. Don't have to do it. But let's just sit with it and imagine it and just play with it. And what is that about? How would this inspired idea not serve me to make more money or to change my conditions or to get what I think I want? How would that inspired idea serve my soul's purpose? My soul's purpose of discovery, moving towards love, and becoming an example for others. If I only think of those three things, what my soul's purpose is, moving more towards love, being of service to others, being this example of alignment, being this example of the zero choice point, living life in a far more abundant and free fashion. How does that inspired idea look when I look at these other things that I know I'm here to do? Most humans will think of the inspired idea and say, okay, how is that gonna give me more money? 
How's that going to give me more health? How's that going to give me more love? How's that going to protect me more? How's that going to keep me secure? How's that going to give me status? They're looking at all the things that are meaningless. But what if you took the inspiration and compared it to all the things that are meaningful? Well, when you compare it to things that are meaningless, that are not important, that are, have nothing to do with your journey, that are based in the inauthentic version of you, they don't really have much power or much excitement or much interest or much depth to them. They're meaningless. But when you put it against all the things that are meaningful, how would this inspired idea help me move on my journey of self-discovery? Oh, I would have to have this experience. I can't see where the experience is going, but there's possible in there that I will have some experience that will enlighten me, that will clear up my mental construct, that will possibly expose the limiting belief I haven't thought of before. Well, all those things are aligned with who I truly am and aligned with this journey moving towards love. All of that has come to me because I have a vibration of love within me and that vibration is being pulled towards greater and greater levels of love through all these experiences. It's causing me to take some action based in love. And I know the action will be for the highest good of myself and all involved. So if I take this action, I know that my husband will be fine. I know that my daughter will be fine. I know my friends will be fine. And I know that I'll be fine in this action. I can't really take an inspired action if it would not serve anyone else. Because nothing I can do in love would be anything other than a service of love to those in my life and to whoever I impact or meet up with along the way. So when you get to the zero choice point, when you're in a state of neutrality, you just have confidence and faith that that idea is worth investigating. But there's nothing serious going on. It's all meant to be in joy. If you were neutral, you could see the joy in the action. Of course, there will always be a little bit of fear because the fear is going to be with you. You've attracted these limiting beliefs. You've processed them. You've lowered their intensity, but they're still going to be pop up. But you can understand from a place of neutrality that there is nothing to fear. And there is nothing to gain either. In the old way, you were thinking about gaining things. Gaining love from others or respect or status or money or better health or whatever it is. Because you've dropped your attachment to those things. Now, you may say, I wish I felt different. Maybe this inspired action will make me feel different. It'll lead to that. And that's just another form of control. So it's not really neutral. You're still trying to control something. So neutrality is the complete absence of control. And control only arises out of the fear that you could be harmed or that your preferences or your, the things you desire will not be manifested. Otherwise, there's nothing to fear. When you drop this fear and you take these inspired actions that are coming directly from source, this is a different quality now. Your inner self has already gotten you to this level. Your inner self has done all the work. So imagine your inner self, all your guides and supporters, they've all been orchestrating all the events in your life to get you to this point of neutrality. 
in neutrality, you're not only hooked up vibrationally and consciously to all of them, but now you allow source to come through you directly. So that is this full-on, absolute, 100% connection to source. And in those times, the inspiration will just be, I have to do this thing. I have to do it. So if you could think of anyone in history that had to just do it, they were so focused on it. Gary remembers Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that movie. Richard Dreyfuss's characters had to build the mountain, had to build it out of mashed potatoes, then out of clay, and built this mountain, kept building it. That's all he could do was build this mountain and then realize where that mountain was. This is what the zero choice point is. The, the extreme power of inspiration coming straight from source for your benefit and the benefit of the masses, the mass consciousness, the entire planet, the entire solar system, the entire universe. It's often difficult to, to see yourself from that perspective where you are an equal co-creator with source itself in the planetary evolution of humanity. Who am I to be a co-creator with source itself? Who am I to do this? Well, you've always been doing it. You've always been the co-creator with source. In the past, all you've been doing, though, was, was going through experiences that illuminated beliefs that you could then take a look at. Sometimes you did, sometimes you didn't. Every blade of grass is a co-creation with source. Every other human is a co-creation with source. Everything is this co-creation with source itself. But not very many of these consciousnesses understand that. What if you understood that? You wouldn't doubt it. You would never doubt it. It would be impossible to doubt. You would see yourself as this equal co-creative aspect of source fulfilling a process or a design that's already been agreed to, but you're doing it consciously instead of unconsciously. We would say that that is the ultimate form of satisfaction. And if you're moving from an unsatisfying life, whoever is listening to this now, if you're moving from an unsatisfying life to a satisfying life, this is the promise of that satisfaction. Gary spent years and years of effort and struggle to build wealth and status and friendships and connections. And he and his other friends were never satisfied. And they used to talk about how come we're not satisfied. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. And so we just kept going and going and going and risking and risking and risking and doing all these things based on these. His impression of himself was highly limited. And to get out of that limited impression of himself, he thought he had to be successful. And so no matter how successful he got, no matter how wealthy he got, no matter how well everything seemed to be going for him, he couldn't feel that feeling of satisfaction. That's the only feeling that matters. And that feeling of satisfaction comes from consciously receiving inspiration and consciously pushing past fear to act on that inspiration, even though it doesn't seem to line up with anything you think you want. So when you're having an event and you're trying to get to be neutral, 
Well, you're trying to control the event. When you get to neutral, there won't be any events that cause negative emotion or positive emotion. You will choose consciously how you want to feel in relation to everything in your reality, event or no event. You will be choosing the feeling that you want. And so one day something will happen when you've practiced this enough that you would have said was terrible in the past. Maybe a relative passes away and you will choose to feel love instead of fear. That's when you know you've reached neutrality and that changes everything. Thank you. Excellent. That's great. Joshua. Yes. I go next. I feel like Richard Dreyfus right now. I've yes, Jen. Have you received inspiration? Oh, so much. Yeah. <laughs> right, and right now. Yes, I have right now. And I received it before the call when I was having a chance. So, uh, uh, okay, let me, let me just get still for a second. Okay. So I was reading this week's, the first week of our new segment. And I haven't even finished reading it because it is so beautiful to me that I just had to pause <laughs> because what came to me this morning as I was reading it was like, I just felt humbled. I felt absolutely humbled by what I was receiving. So as you're talking and I was almost, and I, and, and I was going to post something on Facebook as I just sit with it for a second, this feeling of humility. And now when you're talking to Kim and, and, and we're talking about this neutrality, I'm trying to, to sort of understand how this feeling of humility coexists with an expanded awareness of, of oneness with magnificence. Like, I don't, I'm not finding the right words right now, but I will say that the chaos that was sort of pointed to in the writing too. Like I'm super in the middle of it. I've got a kid with the flu and like, there's all kinds of things happening, but I'm neutral with it, except when I'm not. And I don't know, I don't even know what I'm asking except can you expand upon um, this humility? So in fear, you will want to make yourself great in order to protect yourself from that which you fear. You might think of a ruler, or a warrior, or a strong man, or someone who is trying to promote themselves as the greatest of all time, a leader, and what they're doing is they're separating themselves from those who are less great. Humility does not exist anywhere in that range, from those who feel less great to feel the greatest. They don't understand that there is nothing other than equality, that all are equal, all under the journey, all have an exploration of physical reality and catalog a series of infinite perceptions of their own reality that are then added to the tapestry of all that is which implies that all existence, and we'll just say all humans for the sake of this example, 
are absolutely equal because no one else will ever be able to experience the life that you're experiencing. No one ever will be able to experience the life that the person who's most in fear in the world is experiencing or the person who sees himself as the greatest. All of these experiences are equal and added to the tapestry of all of that is, so they're all equally worthy. The presumption of superiority would be the absence of humility built out of extreme fear, extreme fear. The only way they can feel secure in who they are is to effort and struggle and make themselves appear great. You would never need to be great. There is no advantage of being great because in that perception of oneself as great, it's all based in fear. So there is no greatness there. Having trophies or records or any of these things, none of that matters at all. It all does is separate you out of the equality of everyone else. And what you want to do is connect to all that is. Connect to all the people. Connect to everyone in your life. See yourself as equal. See them as equal. Never want to judge them. Be humble in the presence of all of them because all of them are going through experiences that you cannot go through yourself but are of benefit to you and to all that is. If you could imagine an idea of God, God would be the vibration of humility. Seeing all of you do all the wonderful things you're doing and having all the experiences you're doing and, and moving through the lives that you're living for it all or for God. Thank you. It's just, it's so beautiful. It just moves me to tears. Like I just, thank you. Because you feel the truth in that. As Very opposed much. to not understanding why everyone was giving awards and trying to win content, <laughs> and trying to make themselves feel better by being better and all these things that never really made sense to you. No. Now it all makes sense. Yes. So you can see the one who is moving in a direction of fame and fortune, always pretending that they're better, but never feeling better, always feeling like the imposter, always feeling like someone else is doing better and that they could never get to that level. And these other people who are, have nowhere near the talent seem to be getting all the work. And that's just not fair. And so there's separation, disconnection, and wishing they did bad, and wishing they did bad, and wishing they were good. It's all seen from the perception of the victim. Humility is the perception of the creator. That is the perception. <laughs> So beautiful. I don't, I don't, it really, it just really moves me. <laughs> Thank you. That's wonderful. Who's next? I have a question. Jerry. So, uh, and this goes along the idea of this, this creation is collaborative, the co-creation kind of working with your subconscious, your inner guidance, your inner self and your inner child all wrapped into one and, and growing up, this sort of came to me during one of my meditations, and I wanted to get your perspective on this. Growing up, I was told, you know, hey, you know, you're not really born to be successful. You're not born to be, you know, wealthy. But my community, my environment, my parents told me that, and I kind of just absorbed this, that to be successful, you had to be one of three things. You actually had to be, you know, sort of a wasp, blue blood, come over on the, 
the the Plymouth Rock land there. You're born into it. You either had to be in the Jewish community because they created success. They were intelligent and that community was beautiful and loving and they, they nurtured people to be successful. Or you lean into the Italian where you're a street smart, you're tough and you take it. And I, and I, and I didn't even knowingly understand this, but this is the community I grew up in where these were the things that were sort of decided, this is how you, this is what's going to make you successful. I was none of those things, but I realized that my first job in New York city, the chairman of the company was this most beautiful person. He happened to be Jewish and he happened to nurture me in ways and make me successful. I could never imagine. The president was a blue blood, a wasp, literally parents came over and landed at Plymouth rock or great, 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 great grandparents. And my immediate boss was an Italian that actually worked and ran numbers for the mafia in Queens. I, did I co-create this, my inner, like as a, as this, like a, a giggle to say, this is how powerful you are. If you believe you need this to be successful, here it is. Are you the creator of your reality? Absolutely. Is there any aspect of your reality that was not created for you by you? No. Is there any aspect of your reality that has been anything other than perfect? No. Why would you create anything imperfect? You would only create perfect. From your limited perspective, you'd say, it would have been better if, if only this, if only this, and of course, that's a perception of the victim. So not only did you grow up in the parents that you were with, not only did you adopt the beliefs that were swimming around in your childhood, you didn't have to adopt them, but you did on purpose. Not only did you say, I'm not going to abide by these beliefs. I'm not going to let them get my way. I'm not going to let what teachers told me, what my parents told me. In fact, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to think things in a different way in order to control my trajectory. That led to this, that led to that. You acted on this inspiration and you pushed past so much fear because you said, I'm not going to let them dictate to me who I will be in this lifetime. You push past fear. That's the key here. Every time you push past fear, you expand it. That caused you to become a vibrational match to the next thing, the next person who would take you along, the next teachings, the next motivation, the next belief in yourself, the next empowering belief. All these things moved you along exactly so that you could say, how did I get from this kid who was told they couldn't do anything to this spiritually aware one who consciously understands that they're the creator of their reality and that everything was perfect the whole way through. All this time, I wish I could read better. I wish I was this and that and more intelligent and came from a different family and all the time I was wishing, 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 wishing they would treat me better, wishing they were nicer to me, wish they would respect me, all these things, wish they would see the inherent magnificence that I am. They could never see it. They could never see it. I wish they could see it. Just once point out that I did something well, just cheer for me or help me in some way. They never, ever did it because they couldn't do it. They were co-creating with you. So their role was, we're going to talk this way and we're going to 
believe these things and we're going to share them with you and we're going to share our doubts with you and we're going to be a perfect reflection of how you see yourself and this is going to create this trajectory and we will not deviate from that because this is the agreement we had with you. We co-created this experience of this life coming from doubt and frustration from the perception of the victim all along this magnificent journey interacting with all these incredible people that you could see was incredible because you were attracting it and wanting it and we would do whatever it took to get there. Other people would give up. They would not push past the fear. They would just accept that they are not good enough. And then they would expand through an exploration of the inauthentic version of them in, in victimhood and dissatisfaction. Well, you got to a certain level of success and you said, well, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And so you were, yes, there is more. Here it is, Jerry. Read this book. Watch this video. Listen to this podcast. There is more. You're on the right track. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And so you say, I'm not feeling satisfaction. There's got to be more. This desire then is drawing you to more. And somehow, some way, you allowed your beliefs to be open and over a period of time, you've come to this realization that you're literally the most powerful human on the planet. But so is everyone else. But you see it. You see? You're not more powerful than anyone else. You're not better than anyone else. You're not worse than anyone else. You're equal to everyone else. The only thing different is that you see it more clearly than everyone else. And this allows you to choose a new perspective. Think about what you want. Is it what I truly want based on this journey of self-discovery or is it what I think I want based on these all these things that mean success or security or people respecting me and all these things. And so you choose your perspective. You face manifestation events. You look at the manifestation events that point to a limiting belief. You process the limiting belief. You see yourself as more powerful, more powerful. You realize that that life was perfect that everything happened perfectly. You realize that you've got everything you want. You realize there's nothing you have to do, that you can now have the absolute freedom to choose anything, that all options are available to you. There are no choices that are not available to you. And so as you open up your bandwidth of possible choices, you have freedom. Most people live in a narrow bandwidth. They can only do what's in that confines of that narrow bandwidth. All the other choices outside of that are not available to them. They're limiting. You're expanding your bandwidth. Anything is possible. I can do anything. It's not that you will do anything. It's that you can do anything, that every choice is available to you. When you get to that place of neutrality, you are not attached to the past or the future or outcomes or preferences or desires or fears. You're not worried about anything. You're neutral and you greatly expand the range of choices available to you. Now, how is that beneficial? Because when that inspiration comes, it's now within the wider band of choices. If you think about inspiration coming to a famous musician, Anything that has to do with music, they will accept any choice. 
Except what if it's a different genre of music? What if they're playing rock and roll and this is a pop song? Oh, maybe they discount that. They don't tell anyone about it. They enjoy it themselves, but because it's not within their genre, they're not going to do it. But what if that song turned out to be the thing that changes everything? It's not available to them if they're so limited in their thinking. What if they opened up that bandwidth and then any type of music could come through? You see, this is what you're all doing here. You're opening up the possibility of choice, the, the bandwidth of choice. You're seeing everything as based in love. Therefore, nothing bad can come. So you don't need to have a narrow bandwidth because everything that comes is coming for your journey of self-discovery, for your exploration, expansion, and so that you can become this example of neutrality for others. So now imagine that a musical artist opens up their bandwidth and starts getting all these songs from everywhere. Now they're writing songs for other people. They're performing duets with people in different genres. They're recreating old songs. They're doing things that are beyond what traditional music is. They're stretching the boundaries of that. They're taking it further. They're even, even becoming examples for others who will develop completely new musical genres in the future. And this will exponentially spur the, the expansion of music. They're becoming the example that there is no reason to put limits on oneself, that all limitation is self-imposed, and that's unnecessary. But you can only see that from the perspective of the creator, from the perspective of the victim. You have to maintain rigid boundaries and never deviate outside of those boundaries. This is the limitation that's imposed by humanity. Now, when we say narrow bandwidth, we want you to think about the width of a mile, how far a mile is. And most humans in most areas of their lives live within a foot. That's how narrow their bandwidth is. Anything outside of that 12 inches is off limits. They don't even receive the inspiration because it wouldn't make sense to them. It has to go in with that narrow bandwidth. That narrow bandwidth is dictated mostly by society, by what other people think. And so those living in fear are always paying attention rigidly to what other people think, and they're keeping their range of possibilities very narrow and tightly contained. Well, you don't need to care what other people think because you're the creator of your reality. What they think is only a feedback mechanism. It's only a mirror to what you think. You open that up and you realize they're just living in the old approach to life. They're just seeing things differently than I am. They're having their experiences fine. I don't need to worry about what they think. So now I'm available to any possibility. That's what freedom and abundance is. Can you see that now? Everything else was limitations. Your life was limited. You were living in a narrow band with your whole life, but you were driven to move outside of that bandwidth from time to time. And that's where all your greatest expansion occurred. You might say achievement, but we say expansion because you were so driven 
to find a way out of this self-imposed limitation that your parents talked to you about. This can't be all that I am. I have to be more than this. I can't be stuck just believing what they told me. Look back in history. Look back 100 years ago, maybe 150 years ago. People did not ever travel more than 25 miles from the place they were born for their entire lifetimes because that's what they were told. They never chose new jobs or chose new careers or moved to different places. Most people stayed within that narrow bandwidth because the limiting beliefs were so strong and they had no examples of those who were living outside those narrow bandwidths. Well, now, today, there's all kinds of people doing all kinds of things and there's this greater sense of, of freedom and possibility. But yet everyone has that limiting belief and it's their job to redesign that mental construct themselves without looking for advice outside of them. Now, they, that could come, that they could be open to it, but generally they won't be open to it because they'll be perceiving themselves as stuck in this condition of their life. That's how you got out. Uh, that's beautiful. Wow. That bandwidth is just, that's unbelievable. Thank you. So now what's next for you? I'm open to anything. So anything can come. And there's no need to be afraid of any idea. Any idea, any idea is available to you and to all of you. I love that. Thank you very much. We have time for one last quick question. This should be the silliest question, much sillier than last week's question. This must be ridiculously silly. Who has that question? I have one. Excellent, Susie. <laughs> I was wondering uh, why for the second time there's a couple of birds that uh, build their nests close to my house in our pergola so we can see them. And the first time it was American robins, now it's turtle doves. But they're not really hiding. So why is that? <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be close to you? Everyone would want to be close to you. If you allowed it, if you weren't afraid of it, you're not afraid of the birds. You like the birds having the, being there. Some people would try and remove the nest or shoo them away. But every aspect of physical reality wants to get as close to you as possible. And without fear, you would want to enhance your connection to every single thing in your reality. Gary was outside around sunset, a sunrise the other day, and there was this little bird hopping around on the driveway with a little worm in his mouth and just looking at Gary and just getting closer and closer and closer. And then Gary would send it love and move it a little closer and it would fly around four feet away to the other side and it just stayed there the whole time. And Gary felt this connection and it's been happening a lot lately that these animals, the neighbor's cat comes right over, runs right over to him, lays down at his feet, likes to be rubbed, won't let anyone else touch him. A, another unidentified animal came up on the porch, looked right at Gary. Gary tried to take a picture and then it ran away. 
all of these birds everywhere, all of this nature that doesn't have the same limiting beliefs that humans have, all of it is trying to get closer, trying to get closer. And from, from a higher perspective, you can see this is the natural course of things. This is all love. This is the vibration of love that's in you that's attracting everything that has that vibration on that level. So as you do this work and as you process limiting beliefs and as you clear up your mental construct, there'll be more and more and more people coming to you. There'll be more and more people wanting to be with you, to talk to you, to share ideas with you, to connect. Most people are holding everything off at arm's length. Don't get too close. Don't get too close. I don't know what you're like. I don't know what will happen if we get too close. Don't get too close. This is a natural tendency of those living in fear. Protection, boundaries, these sort of things. But if you can drop all your boundaries, drop all need to be safe and secure, drop all your worry about anything, you'll notice that those things that are aligned with this higher vibrational version of you will be drawn to you. They'll want to get close. Everything will want to get close. Now, you may fear some of it, but it's all coming to you in love. There'll be new people popping up left and right as long as you allow it. If you have this tendency to stay in a comfort zone and to not be vulnerable to others, not share, keep your secrets, well, that's a vibration of fear and you will be keeping people by your vibration away. The victim, the intense person in fear, attracts the victimizer. The creator attracts other creators. That pure vibration of love is highly attractive. But you can't have any fear with that. You can't have fear amongst that high vibration of love because that would counteract or obscure, obs obscure that vibration so that those at that vibration wouldn't be able to see it. The fear has to be let out, let out. And then everything that is aligned with that high vibration of love comes to you. Money, opportunity, experiences, people, animals, wonderful weather, good times, all the TV shows you're interested in just happen to show up. All the movies that you never saw before just happen to show up. All the wonderful things aligned with that vibration of love come as a side effect to your maintaining or attaining that vibration. You don't get to that vibration so you can attract all the stuff you want. You get to that vibration by doing all this work, processing all these limiting beliefs, seeing yourself as a creator, seeing yourself as a higher perspective, choosing different reactions to things you used to fear. That's the work that you're doing, clearing up that mental construct. In As a side effect of that, everything you want comes to you. You'll be asked to connect deeply to every aspect of your reality. Add love to it, enhance it. Not need anything from it, because that's what the victim would do. Enhance it by sending love to all of it, and you send love to all of it through absolute acceptance. Absolute acceptance is the conduit by which source flows through you to everything in your reality. Absolute acceptance is neutrality. The flow of source of love flowing through you as inspiration 
to enhance every aspect of your reality, the entire mass consciousness of this planet, to be of service. All of that comes when you are free from fear, from the confines, from the narrowness of that, from the limitations of that fear. When you free yourself from that fear by seeing that it is the illusion and is not true, then all of these things are happening and this is just another sign. This sign must be happening for all of you. You are seeing it in all different things. When you're noticing numbers line up, when you're noticing synchronicities, when you're noticing animals coming close, when you're noticing experiences that are just popping out of the blue, when you're noticing money coming from somewhere or more time or more help, when you're noticing all these things, you know you're on your inspired path. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Wow, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so Joshua. much. Joshua. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Joshua. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Gary. Bye-bye. All right. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. It really is a great explanation of what love truly is and how we're all being attracted towards more and more love. The way we get there is by facing our fears and pushing past fears and all that stuff. So it's really getting to the state of neutrality and in neutrality, receiving inspiration and then being able to push past fear and act on that inspiration. Again, we have a new audiobook. It's the Perception of Reality, narrated by Jackie Seiden. And you can visit the teachingsofjoshua.com and check that out. It's right under the books there. And there's a link below for that. And of course, remember to share this podcast with your friends, put it on Facebook, uh, leave reviews, leave comments, all that great stuff. And put a thumbs up on there. That's awesome. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Bye.